On today's episode of the Hustle the Day podcast, I have Philip Sessions. Philip has taken his determination and dedication in the fitness space and is using it to help others. Let's take a listen. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent Bray, and I am very honored to have Philip Sessions here with me today. I'm super excited. He is, you know what? I'm not even going to try and introduce him. Philip, jump in, tell me about yourself, and tell me a little bit about uh, how we connected. Awesome, Trent. Well, thanks for having me on. Of course, we connected through Arte Syndicate, the greatest group ever. There's a bunch <laughs> of us in there, and we're all networking together like we should be doing, helping one another out and everything. But besides Arte, which where we met at, I am an engineer at BMW. I program the control systems there essentially for trying to make it more simplistic. Uh, basically automate the process of building the cars at BMW here in Greenville, South Carolina. But on top of that, you know, active church member at the local church I go to and pursuing a career in online training. So love fitness, love health, and want to be able to teach people more. And so that's a big goal for me is to teach people how to have a healthy lifestyle without being kind of like me where I eat chicken or rice all the time because I don't think that is necessary to get in good shape. Now, if you're going to be more serious about it, it's a little different situation there. But if you're just trying to get in a general better shape, lose some weight, I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I want to bring that awareness because I think a lot of people feel like they have to go on these crazy diets and barely eat anything. Or like I said, just, just eat chicken and rice or maybe not even the rice because, you know, carbs are the devil. So just trying to educate people on all things fitness and health is where yeah. I'm going. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. Uh, my my family is subscribes to the crash diets quite a bit. And it's like, no, this is wrong. You know, just from what I've learned, and I know only a fraction of what you know, but it's like, no, you're just doing it all wrong. It's not a lifestyle change. It's just temporary. But uh, that's great that you're wanting to educate people. And one thing that you touched on that I think the audience will resonate to uh, resonate with rather is that you currently do have a job and you do plan to get out of that job with uh, this training side of things. So uh, a lot of people that I've interviewed are already out of the nine to five. So I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that aspect of you. Uh, but I want to ask you, ask you, what kind of started that passion for the fitness for you, for the healthy lifestyle? Oh man! So like most guys, it was women. You know, <laughs> wanted wanted to be attractive for a woman, and of course, what woman doesn't love a guy with a big chest and big arms? So decided <laughs> to go down the route of you know working out. Of course. I also was interested in it myself because growing up, I was always kind of little, the little guy or I felt like the little guy. Although, you know, people would say like, man, like from eight, seven or sorry, eighth grade to ninth grade, I, I gained about 30 pounds and grew four inches. And wow. a lot of people thought like I took steroids over the summer. <laughs> although I was like, I still look puny. 
But, you know, apparently I, I got a lot of muscular development, even though I didn't work out. But I always still felt like that really small kid who couldn't defend myself. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to have a free time in college, which I really shouldn't have the free time, even though I went for an engineering <laughs> degree. But I made plenty of time for the gym, studying not so much. But, you know, women really got me started there. And it turned into just a, a love, a passion for it and really pushing myself breaking down the muscle and had to rebuild back up and figure out new ways to kind of sculpt the body. It, it started out kind of more, I want to get bigger, stronger, and it turned into really just an art form, really learning how to sculpt the body, how to diet properly and everything. So it just really turned into a passion project, just have fun and always learning and trying new things when it comes to the gym and the diet. Yeah. Well, that passion is now turned into starting to go into bodybuilding competitions as well, right? Correct. Correct. So I did one about two years ago. Uh, the hardest thing ever. It, it, it you know really messed me up. I mean, I got down, looked really awesome. I wasn't good enough on stage there because I was competing in the NPC competition, which is a non-drug tested show so it's a oh. non-natural you know some people are natural and i cho i choose to be on that natural route and have nothing against people that don't but i mean i was outsized and you can ask a lot of people especially for a natural bodybuilder i went on stage at 186 pounds and that's pretty big for being natural and yet there was these dudes that outsized me and I just felt incredibly small. So this year kind of looking at it a little different and going to go on some natural shows. So plan on doing two here in November, uh, one in Atlanta and one in Fayetteville. If all goes well there, that's, that's the plan right now. I haven't you know set it in stone exactly, but we've been looking at different NPC or not, sorry, not NPC natural <laughs> uh, federations. There are several out there. And they're not as popular as NPC, and so that's why I kind of started with that one first. But you know, really want to support that natural community because not everybody wants to really dedicate their younger years to that because it can be pretty detrimental depending on what kind of supplements you take with it. And I'm not talking about you know protein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Uh, so. You you are going after these competitions now, which is really cool. Um, but where did have you always had kind of that competitive nature, or was this just a natural evolution of you understanding and sculpting the body, and you just wanted to take it further? So I, yeah, I have always been super competitive, and and team sports was not for me. You know, growing up, trying to be in a team sport, it always got so frustrating because I try and put so much heart and so much effort in, into making myself better. And then I'd see teammates that were like, well, you know, I'm here, whatever, you know, I'm just glad to be on the team. And if we do good, that's great. If we don't, whatever. And so it was always frustrating. And so the competition side was a kind of a natural evolution but when I first started working out, I never, I never thought I'd do a show, and I definitely put it off for a couple of years. Uh, I was like, man, I'm gonna do a show, gonna do a show, but kind of lean out, and then wouldn't, and then would, and then wouldn't, you know, like you just go back and forth. And finally, I was like, you know what? 
going to pay for a coach. And if I'm going to put all this money into it, it's going to make me do it. And of course I did yeah. it. And now, <laughs> like I said, I spent the past two years really trying to put on some more size. And so hoping to be up about five, six pounds from stage weight two years ago. So, okay. but yeah, well, so I mean, it was a little bit of a natural evolution there overall. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so you obviously developed this passion for fitness uh, over the time working out in the gym. How is it that you decided you wanted to go out and make a business out of it? So, you know, I, I when I was in college, I really had thought about it. Like maybe like my last semester was like, man, I don't think engineering was the right route for me, but it was kind of too late to me. And so I had always had in the back of my mind about doing training, but I really didn't want to do personal training, like, you know, in person, maybe a little bit, you know, if it's like an athlete or something like that, but I always feel like that you're, you're very limited to that, but really just be able to teach people about this. Cause I realize more and more as I learn more and more and it becomes more of a natural habit, something that's common knowledge for me that it's not common for a lot of people. And I hate that. And I I see a lot of people that, you know, struggle financially, struggle physically, obviously they struggle with their family life and it just hurts me inside to see that. And so I really want to educate people on how to live a healthier lifestyle. And like I kind of said already, not, not with chicken and rice, you know, that's, that's not everybody like 1% of 1% of the population can stick to a chicken and rice diet. I can be very strict on my diet and eat the same thing like seven days a week, but I cannot keep that up every single day of the year. I love chocolate cake. I love sweets. I love, you know, a good greasy burger uh, you know, ice cream, pizza, all that good stuff. And I do get it here and there. But I know a lot of people can't do that day in and day out. And there is a way to do it. I, I do believe that. And I want to be able to teach people that because a lot of people go on these crash diets because they think there's no other way. And so I want to educate that there is a way without cutting out every single thing from your diet. Right. And I'm definitely not one of those people that can eat the same thing every day over and over again. I've got to have the variety. So, mm. <laughs> so you're speaking to me is what, what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and, and so just to you know, expound upon that a little yeah. bit, you do have to have some kind of consistency in there. You can't, it, it's just very difficult to try and eat within like the same amount of calories and all that stuff. I'm not going to go into detail about macros or anything, but to eat within the same macros, it's very difficult if you're constantly eating different meals. So I would say you probably need to pick like four or five meals and just kind of rotate through those. That way you know how much, how many calories, you know, fat, protein, carbs is in each meal and you, you can, work that in each day, but that way you're not eating literally the same thing every meal. So my, you know, right. my wife says, you know, kind of robotic is like, even for breakfast, I eat the same thing for breakfast, use the same pan and the same pat spatula. She was like, you literally do the same thing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, so 
what I do. (laughs) (laughs) So it works for me. It doesn't bother me, but I know a lot of people can't do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's good advice though. It totally makes sense to have a certain amount of things that Mm -hmm. you know well and can intermix in there. So you don't, it makes tracking easier. So yeah, that's good advice. And speaking of advice, you've also taken that uh, to a new platform. Not only are you developing a platform for uh, online training, but you've also joined the podcast world and gained your information out there as well. Um, We actually did uh, an episode together, uh, which was great. And like you mentioned earlier, the the financial aspect and the physical aspect – and on the episode we did together, I talked about how those are tied together. Like it's, it's crazy how fitness can really improve the other aspects of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about it like with sales, who's the, who's the person that you want coming and approaching you about buying something? You want this overweight person or you want this super attractive female or male coming up to talk to you? You know, like, dang, dude, that guy's got some muscles. Like, ah, I talked to this dude, see what, what he's all about. Like, you know, it, uh, unfortunately sex kind of sells so that like in sales <laughs> itself, being in better shape really helps out, but also you're not having to worry about getting sick more often. You're not having to worry about going to the hospital, you know, usually because you're eating healthier, you're not eating out near as much. So you're saving money there. I mean, it just builds your confidence. And of course, when you have more confidence, you're, able to increase your income because you seem more uh, comparable. You'd be able to do your job better. It seems like, cause you have that confidence versus being more timid and shy. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's very tied to finances. Yeah. And I think you hit, hit it on the, on the nail on the head there. It's the confidence aspect. Uh, it's, you know, even if you don't have the, the, the shape or the size that some may deem attractive, the confidence radiates though. And just by exercising in my own personal life has, uh, has built up my confidence to a Mm -hmm. completely different level. I used to be extremely introverted, never would talk to anybody uh, outside of those that I already knew really well. And it's, it's provided quite a change just by, you know, changing my lifestyle around fitness. So that's very, yeah. Cool and I think also kind fitness of- kind of brings in that confidence because you learn what failure is, you know, when you fail at the gym, as long as you don't get hurt and break a knee or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> failure is good because that means you've pushed yourself really hard. You push yourself to the point of failure. And so you're able to now see that, Hey, it's okay to fail. And in your mind, you're like, man, I, I can fail. It's going to be all right. I'll be able to get back up. I'll recover. I'll go at it again. And so it goes hand in hand with business is just because you fail one time or don't accomplish something doesn't mean that you're down and out. Absolutely. And that's, I think, something that society in general is moving towards the being a little more accepting of failures in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that hasn't historically been the case, but it brings up a great question of what has been your biggest failure uh, in your own side businesses. 
So in my side businesses, you're probably just realizing that you're going after the the wrong audience and then kind of just being too generic. You know, those are the biggest thing being so generic that people knew me as a fitness guy, but they didn't realize that, you know, I was trying to get any kind of clients and then, you know, started trying to go after clients based on what I felt like would bring in more money to me. Um, you know, of course, I would still want to put out content in general to help out the general public. But as far as the paid clients, I was trying to go after a certain audience who I thought could pay more and realized after, you know, going on a couple of interviews with some people, you know, talking with them uh, and everything that those weren't the people I wanted to deal with. You know, like, yes, I do think they need help. And I think I could really help them out, but I didn't feel like they were dedicated to what I wanted to bring to the table because, and and I realize now that my audience is going to be people that maybe want to compete, you know, are thinking about it that want to get bigger. So it's more uh, younger guys and help teach them that mindset about how failure is okay. Like how to improve on finances, how to, you know, correct that the mindset to help you out with life, but of course oh, yeah. also get those big muscles and get a lot stronger. And so that, you know, really the biggest failure is just, and then I'll, you know, I guess with that, not starting soon enough on the right path. So just not being focused, I guess, if you want to sum it up <laughs> in one thing, not being focused on the, the, the right things, you know, rather than focusing on helping people, I was, you know, a little focused on my own pocketbook. Absolutely. I know, I know that from my own experience many times over. And the great thing is now with the world of social media, it's so easy to get instant feedback. And so there's been many a times where I've put out, you know, Instagram polls and get feedback from people real quick. And it's like, oh, they want me to go a completely different direction than I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great because, you know, you get that feedback right away and you don't have to worry about spending all that time. But the good thing is you did learn from it. You did learn uh, from that failure of who is my target audience? Who am I going after? And that's, that's going to help you out in the future. So uh, again, like I said, trying to remove that stigma from failure because mm-hmm. it, it's going to ultimately make you a better, uh, better business person. Yeah. And kind of going along with that failure, it's not, it wasn't really a side hustle, but something I kind of decided to do last year and I kind of chalked up 2019 as being my, my year of trying things Mm -hmm. because in 2018 I was, you know, in an engineering role, programming control systems as a contractor through a company. So they were kind of the contractor, not me. And by July of that year, I had 350 hours of overtime. Mm. And by the end of the year, you know, I was probably, you know, it slowed down quite a bit after that, but I was still probably like 450, 500 hours of overtime by the end of the year. And I didn't even make six figures. And wow. I'm like, well, what in the world? Like I worked all these hours 
you know, didn't have hardly any weekends. You know, I was working holidays, working 10, 12 hour days, six, seven days a week, you know, barely had time for me in the gym, which somehow I managed to do a bodybuilding competition in there, you don't ask <laughs> me how, but I did. Uh, but, you know, I, I realized that something's got to change. And so I decided to go try commercial real estate. You know, I was like, oh, real estate, want to invest in it one day. Why, why not try and be a commercial? Well, I was going to be a, a realtor. And then if the instructor was like, well, you're really good with numbers. You know, I think you've got a lot of ambition. Have you thought about commercial instead of residential? And so I said, you know what? Yeah, I'd like to try that. That's how, that sounds more interesting. And it's, it's more kind of like nine to five ish versus residential real estate. Yeah. And I spent about five months in that and realized that it wasn't for me. And so, yeah, I, I honestly didn't put in the work and the effort that needed to be there, but it made me realize that that's not where I wanted to be. And that was a, a more of a major push for me as well to get into fitness. Cause I realized that, man, that's, that's where I really want to be. You know, I always kind of talked about it, but I never was like really pushing for, you know, making a career out of it. Always kind of like fun, just help people out on the side. And I said, you know, people, you know, even then were like, Oh, you're the fitness guy. And so I was like, why not try and get to the point of monetizing this one day? So, you know, trying something new and yeah, I failed at it. Didn't make any money at it. Um, made me realize what was truly important to me. And so sometimes those, those failures really help you realize that. And, you know, I had uh, picked up some contract work, independent contract work there at the end of the year to help boost my income, to bring in some money. And then now with BMW, started with them at the end of last year. So kind of a bunch of different job changes, thought process changes, you know, joined Arte and, in the middle of the year and everything and you know just maybe realize about focusing and so going from trying new things last year to now focusing on the mm-hmm. fitness and everything and letting the full-time job support my income in the meantime there you go that's that's great i know lots of people that uh hold on to that full-time job as long as possible and then there's lots of people who are like uh, i don't really like doing this so why spend another minute here? I'm going full in, full on on my side hustle, and it's going to be painful for a while. And you know what? There's room for both types of individuals, and I I respect and am somewhat jealous of the types that uh, do hold on to that full time job for a while. Because for me, it's like I just pull the ripcord, like, all right, I'm out. I'm jumping in on this. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be, you know, totally dedicated. You know, I was kind of, you know, half pregnant really with the real estate stuff because I mean, there's plenty of people that are super successful with the commercial real estate. And even in that firm, there were a lot of successful people and we're doing well, but I wasn't fully committed to it. Like it just sounded like this sexy idea. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, let's try it out. But it didn't work out because I wasn't fully committed to it. So if you're going to make that jump, you've got to be fully committed to it and, you know, make sure you got some finances in order, like, you know, six months of expenses or something just to kind of cover you in the meantime as well. Don't, you know, don't be irresponsible and just jump in with zero money in the bank, no clue what you're going to do or anything like that. So have some kind of game plan. 
you know, but if you, if you can hold on to your nine to five, you know, I kind of suggest that to, you know, until it's a point where, okay, you're ready. You've kind of got systems in places and then pull, pull that cord and get out of that nine to five. But if you've got no clue at all and you're just like, this sounds great. <laughs> Don't do what I did because that's exactly what I did. I finished up classes, got, got my, you know, realtor's license and then jumped into it. And five months later I was getting out. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've done have made both, it, honestly. Maybe. Was that? <laughs> I've I've done both honestly. I've yeah. I've been the type that uh it's like all right, let's plan this out a little bit and then it's like you know what? Tomorrow I'm just going to quit my job because I don't I've I've got this other idea. So Yeah. <laughs> well, so going back a little bit on on your fitness journey, you know, you mentioned that uh the opposite sex kind of helped craft that uh or influence rather that decision to get into the fitness who do you think has been most influential on who you've become as a person in general today uh in general i was about to say in fitness and fitness was kind of more me just pushing myself but uh in general i I'd really say you know my dad overall i know maybe kind of kind of cheesy but you know he really molded me into the man that I am today, you know, he didn't really teach because he was from the era where, you know, he, he talked more than most men of that era, you know, being born in the fifties, but, you know, and expressed that he loved us and cared for us and stuff. But, you know, that, that was just kind of who he was. He just told you what he thought, you know, he didn't hold anything back. Didn't care what you thought or talk politics like no other and stuff. And, so he really molded me to have the integrity to to be honest. I was never as open and honest as him. Still, I'm not, but I, you know, working on being more uh, honest and, and more outgoing. But he was just super outgoing and always just wanted to, you know, you know, be like him when I grew up. And you know, unfortunately, he he had passed away a couple of years ago, and that kind of you know lit a fire in me to realize that I've got to do more. You know, there, there's more for me to get done, you know, like I hate that my dad has missed out on so many things in my life already. But, you know, seeing that he you know passed away and where I was at and a lot of people would say I was in a good spot, but, you know, I want to be better. I want to help more people. Of course, I want to make more money and be able to go on all sorts of adventures and be able to like give money back to people, be able to like, you know, well, my mom's close to retirement now, but, you know, be able to retire her, stuff like that, you know, and just be able to, if she wants to come out here and see me like, Hey mom, come on out. Like no big deal. Just be able to help anybody out. And so there's, you know, all these things I really want to do and just realize that, you know, he really lived life to the fullest. Yeah. He may not have been rich by any, you know, financial means but he lived a very full life lived it like there was no tomorrow always was just just let you know how he felt cared about you called you all the time and and so you knew where you stood with him and and so that that's what's really inspired me is to just try and be more like that and let people know where they stand with me and to let people know who I am really because a lot of times I'm reserved on that and don't let people know the 
the full true Philip. So just yeah. trying to, you know, he's been the one to really inspire me to become the person I am today. Well, that's great. I, I appreciate that story. You know, my, my dad was born in the same era and uh, unfortunately he passed away about 12 years ago. Uh, but uh, totally different type, you know, he wasn't the type that was open and said how much he loved you. And he, he shaped me a lot, but in the opposite way. So yeah. it's like, I need to be more open about that. Cause my dad didn't do that, you know? So I mean, mm -hmm. he was, he was great in business and whatnot, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's great to, to know that we've got uh, similar yet different stories in, in relation to the, to the influence yeah. there. Uh, so going, going out on your own though, uh, what was a challenge that you came across that you never expected? Going out on my own as far as business or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So going out on my own, I guess, I guess the biggest thing was really there, the, the real estate really kind of going out on my own, make the fitness as well, but we'll start with the real estate. Um, just realizing how much I needed to manage my time and, and you know, it's the same with doing the fitness side hustle businesses, just figure out time management, putting systems in place, telling myself, you know, okay, you've got to get these certain things done. And I know our mentor, Andy, he talks about the five daily tasks. And so really putting those daily tasks in place every day to, help you get to where you're trying to go because thinking about this big picture and where you want to go, but you don't have any daily tasks behind it can be very daunting. And I know there's been days where like, man, I'm just on it. Like when I wasn't writing down daily tasks and I'll put like, I'll do like 15 things that, you know, I really needed to get done, but I didn't see that needle move forward. You know, especially like, you know, the real estate or even with the fitness, mm -hmm. I didn't make money today, but I did 15 things to help me get towards that, you know, that goal of making money, of being successful in those endeavors. But when I started writing down those five daily tasks and I only did five, I didn't do the 15, like some of those days, I yeah. felt like I really did something versus the days that I didn't write anything down and would do a lot where I felt like, man, well, I didn't make money. I didn't, I didn't get to my goal. So clearly I didn't do anything, but when I wrote down those five daily tasks, I could like, you know, physically check them off. and was like, okay, yeah, I, I got this done today. I, as Andy says, won the day, you know, you won the day when you completed all your daily tasks. So that was a, the biggest thing for me is the, the time management. And then, you know, I needed to find that time management and then, figure out the, the daily tasks and that, that's hard to go from your goal and then backtrack breaking it down. But yeah, those are the biggest things to work on for me. And I feel like I didn't answer your question. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the, I understand. No, you did answer that. Uh, it was, it was a challenge that you didn't expect, you know, going out as the time management and, you know, how important those daily tasks task mm -hmm. lists are. So, uh, since it is the hustle of the day podcast, I do have to ask what is your personal definition of the word hustle? Man, I, I've been trying to think of this. Yeah. I was like listening to your podcast and, and, but, but for me, it's, it's putting in that consistent effort. 
you know, day after day. This is something that's super apparent when it comes to physique transformations. You can really tell, especially as you get lower in body fat, when you're off your game. Obviously, there's the whole restroom aspect, but, <laughs> you know, there's also like you can like almost physically see it, especially when you're going for those bodybuilding shows. But you can really just feel as well, even when you're not like, you know, under 10% body fat, when you're not eating right, when you're not drinking enough water, you feel, you just start feeling lethargic, you feel you bloated, you know, there's a lot of different symptoms that you feel during that whole time. So just being consistent, uh, you know, is, is kind of my thing when it comes to hustling. Yeah. So I think fitness and business are a lot alike in that um, you have to put in the effort consistently or else you won't see those results. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's really another, another aspect that I've talked about before is uh, you've got to get uncomfortable as well. So in business, if you stay in your comfort zone, you're not going to grow. Mm -hmm. And same with fitness. If you, if your muscles are sore and you know, you, you know, you've really put in the effort, you can usually tell, uh, you're, you're uncomfortable, like yeah. trying to walk, trying to walk after a leg day, you know, it's just not going to go very well, but right. you know that you're progressing, you know that you're growing and, uh, same thing with business. You got to get out there, get uncomfortable. And that's, that's where you see the growth. Yeah. I think Bradley's got a quote some along the lines of like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I mean, super awesome quote. So true. Yeah, the more uncomfortable you can get every day and be, I guess, comfortable with that, the more you're going to grow. Just like you said, the fitness thing. Like if you just go in the gym and lift five pound weights, you're like, yeah, you went to the gym, but it was comfortable. It wasn't uncomfortable. You didn't break down the muscles to build them up. So the same thing with your business. You're not getting uncomfortable pushing to that next level, then you're not going to grow your business more. Yeah. And eventually it's going to die off because somebody else is going to go ahead and fill in that market gap there. Absolutely. There's always going to be somebody out there hustling. And so you gotta, you gotta stay on top of it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so before I get to the last question, I wanted to ask, where do you plan to take this personal train? Where do you plan to, or where do you see this going in the future? So I, you know, have BHAGs, right? Big, hairy, audacious dreams or goals. <laughs> sorry, goals. <laughs> but yeah, you have a lot of, a lot of big goals. And for me is, is creating some kind of online platform and an app. I know a lot of the fitness space is going towards apps, but I kind of see like, you know, with P90X, how they had like the videos and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. Peloton has their bikes, put the big screens on there. I yeah. kind of see something between that where I create, you know, not only tutorials on how to do a proper squat, how to do a proper bench press, you know, what, different workouts target what muscle groups, but also create videos or like, you know, like with the Peloton or P90X, we're like, Hey, we're going to do this workout today. 
and here's your workout. And whether it be through, you know, some kind of like, you know, email sequence where you get like this 30 day program or be kind of like Peloton where you pay a monthly subscription and you get access to this library of information where I explain what each workout is and what it's working out, you know, how to do the workouts correctly. And then eventually, you know, the nutrition side, you know, teaching about macronutrients, teaching about, you know, calories, just the different types of diets, different types of supplements, different uh, ways to cook foods as well. That'll be like, you know, probably further off the actual cooking aspect to it. Because I, you know, I do cook and I like it somewhat, but it's not my favorite thing. So trying to film all that, because I'm a sloppy cook. So trying to film it and make it look pretty, <laughs> yeah, I probably have to get somebody else to do that. But that would be another thing I'd want to put there. So basically, all in one platform for people to be able to have access to anything and everything, you know, exercise and health related. Okay. Well, that sounds fantastic. Sounds like something I would subscribe to. Uh, but I think the sloppy uh, cooking of food is more real. So you might as well include it and uh, just, just let people know this is how Philip cooks, you know, and then it won't make me feel so bad when it's like I've got, you know, spaghetti sauce over here and, you know, <laughs> everything over there. And, you know, it, it'll make me feel better at least. Right, right. I already got a good name for that. Chef Sessions. <laughs> Play on my last go. name, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the last question I want to ask you, though, is, and this can be personal or business, what is it that excites you about the future? So one one big goal for me as well, which goals are really what excite me, and you know, focusing on them and really going after it. You know, this year I've also dedicated more to uh, creating and producing content versus uh, uh, soaking it in. You know, there's yeah. a time and a place for that. And I still do that with reading, but, you know, I noticed myself just listening to podcasts like crazy, but I wasn't applying any of it. So trying to apply that. But I want to get on 10 stages this year. Oh, cool. You know, so 10 stages, whether it's, you know, speaking just to a local business, uh, obviously being like on an actual conference stage would be the ultimate goal. Uh, but, you know, try to be a little realistic with it. Don't expect that to be for every single stage. It would be awesome to do that. But just being on stage, speaking about uh, exercise and nutrition. And my goal was to be on 10 podcasts this year. And I'm already at number four, I believe. So I feel like I need to step that goal up, but I had set it (laughs) at 10. So, but just really trying to get the message out about health and fitness. So, yeah, that's what I'm really excited about, you know, just learning more about public speaking and getting in front of people to speak on that more. I appreciate that you took time out of your day to talk to me and, and I encourage everyone listening to get out there and hustle today. Thanks for listening to the Hustle the Day podcast all the way through. I really appreciate that. I just want to let you know that I help small businesses with their online strategy. So if you or anyone that you know needs help with their online strategy and owns a small business, I'm your guy. Go ahead and connect with me 
at Trent V. Bray on Instagram or TrentVBray.com.